Okay, welcome back, and um, thank you for being here. I sent the link. Uh, we're going to continue discussion of Dao De Ching, uh, starting at chapter twenty. And um, I just was in New York City for a week, and uh, in a little way, I could identify with um, the speaker in chapter twenty here. We'll see two translations: uh, Weili and Lao. And um, it's the distinction between the Taoist and the ordinary person of the world, the worldly man, uh, the man of the way versus the ordinary common man, uh, where the Taoist um, values or prior prioritizes or puts primary value on the inner and on the yin uh, and on um, the space out of which form arises, the quiet of mind, out of which thought arises, um, the Tao, mysterious, unspeakable, out of which all things arise. Uh, it's a focus on being rather than doing, or receiving and being nourished rather than uh, putting out and controlling or changing. It's, you know, being in harmony with rather than controlling and dominating over. So being with rather than being over, um, that's the difference. And I could feel that myself being in New York City, walking around, basically feeling like um, I really don't fit here. And I think a lot of wanderers um, clearly feel alienation. And a lot of spiritual people, wanderers or not, feel we don't fit in, we don't belong, or we don't want to belong, or this system is really dysfunctional. Or I would do it so much differently if I were in charge. Or uh, what I found in New York City personally is some sense of I don't want to be with all these people. Meaning they don't like me. They're not my friends. They're not open-hearted to have me as their friend. If they were, I'd be okay. But they're not. And I mean, who are our friends? Our friends are the people who want us to be their friends. And at true friend, not, not a fake, I mean, you know, to me, the only friend is a true friend or a close friend with whom one can speak deeply and has warm feeling and trust and understanding and um, people are not trying to hurt each other and careful not to and they want to be supportive, you know, as much as they can. That's a friendship. And if it's not like that, it's not a friendship. Uh, but I walk around in the city and I'm seeing... These people couldn't be my friends, or it seems like that, or certainly there's no connection. Uh, why do I want to be in a place with so many people who, with whom I have no connection? <laughs> I mean, it's very strange, right? So then what do we do? Go off to the forest? Uh, I don't know. But that, that condition of living in a social collective in which um, very few of the people around us could be our close friends uh, or are truly on the same wavelength. Uh, this is particularly distressing for most wanderers, whether they know it or not. Some wanderers go into depression or suicide by it. Other wanderers or spiritual people, both, don't even know it consciously, but walk around with angst. And the part of the angst is being in that collective. So you'll see something like that in chapter 20. So let me just jump in. And um, I'll read Whaley, and then I'll read Lao, and then I'll do a commentary. So, Tao Te Ching, now bear in mind you won't understand, this is a very long chapter and difficult to translate, uh, and where Whaley uh, often focuses on, well, okay, we'll see that more in the next chapters, but there's some difference between focusing on the principles of, of um, the creation or the relationship in Tao, uh, between Tao and the, um, the source and its manifestation. Um, one of these guys often talks about the macrocosm and another talks about the micro or the individual, the Taoist, seeking to be in harmony. You'll see that a bit. So let's go. Anyway, uh, Dali Ching, Chapter 20, Arthur Whaley. And these were Chinese characters. Between Wei and O, what, after all, is the difference? Can it be compared to the difference between good and bad? The saying, quote, 
What others avoid, I too must avoid. How false and superficial is it? All men indeed are wreathed in smiles, as though fasting or feasting after the great sacrifice, from ancient China, as though going up to the spring carnival. I alone am inert, like a child that is not yet given sign, like an infant that has not yet smiled. I droop and drift as though I belonged nowhere. All men have enough and to spare. I alone seem to have lost everything. Mine is indeed the mind of a very idiot. So dull am I. The world is full of people that shine. I alone am dark. They look lively and self-assured. I alone depressed. I seem unsettled as the ocean, blown adrift, never brought to a stop. All men can be put to some use. I alone am intractable and boorish. But wherein I am most different, I most am different from men, is that I prize no sustenance that comes not from the mother's breast. And it's not, you know, a physical mother, physical breast, it's, it's Tao. So, uh, what's the difference between what we call good and bad, or what we call high and low, or right and wrong? Um, should we simply follow along with the mass? How, how, how true universally is what people think anyway? Uh, <coughs> the difference between them and me. The difference between... Uh, those that have bought into society and those that can't, those that seek their nourishment from the external, from the material, the down and out versus the in and up, the down and out, down meaning lower chakras, lower triad, the sustenance, uh, getting, seeking, uh, directing one's attention to the lower, uh, first, second, third chakra life, right? First, second, third dimensional uh, reality, physical, emotional, mental, social, uh, physical ple and emotional well-being and pleasure, mental satisfaction or social progress and ambition, uh, wrangling between people, uh, being getting admiration and approval, uh, based seeking seeking what we need down and out from the lower triad and the external world versus the Taoist or the spiritual person or the person on the way uh, seeking what they need in and up from the inner, from soul, from love wisdom and up, right? Fourth, fifth, sixth chakra. Um, in and up from the inner, from the higher, from the greater expanded, uh, from, from awareness of um, the physical and the metaphysical being inseparable from uh, the metaphysical as it supports us in the physical uh, and the distinction then between that person the man of the way the true man without rank as Ling Chi said the yogi the seeker versus the common or the common ordinary folk who really are down and out <laughs> they are seeking down and out it's very clear to me Anyway, um, I alone seem to have lost everything. So dull am I. I alone am dark. I alone depressed. Um, all men can be put to use, but I'm useless. Um, I felt that <laughs> growing up in New York City. So let's see uh, D.C. Lao translation, and then I'll show you some of the original Chinese, which is very hard to translate and kind of funny. D.C. Lao, chapter 20. Between yay and nay... How much difference is there between good and evil? How great is the distance? What others fear, one must also fear. This is uh, different, completely different than Whaley, who said we shouldn't, you know, should we fear what they fear? It's false and superficial. Meanwhile, D.C. Lau is saying, yes, what others fear, one must also fear. So you can just see <laughs> uh, the difference in translation. Going on. The multitude are joyous, as if partaking of the offering or going up to going up to a terrace in spring. I alone am inactive, 
and reveal no signs, and wax without having reached the limit. Like a baby that has not yet learned to smile, listless as though with no home to go back to. The multitude all have more than enough. I alone seem to be in want. My mind is that of a fool. How blank! Vulgar people are clear. I alone am drowsy. Vulgar people are alert. I alone am muddled. Calm like the sea, like a high wind that never ceases. The multitude all have a purpose. I alone am foolish and uncouth. I alone am different from others and value being fed by the mother. Mother means Tao. So, and, and because um, Tao, the, you know, the Tao that can be spoken is not the true Tao, the Tao that can be named, the way that can be named is not the real way. Uh, the the mm, indefinable source, the uh, transconceptual, uh, you know, intelligent infinity, source of all, one infinite creator, before the Logos even, before light. Um, because it is uncharacterizable, it's uh, akin to the female, not the male. It's um, uh, the female as um, the womb giving birth to all, the womb from which light emerges. Thou as, you know, female, if you have to genderize it, Tao as female, as it's the metaphysical womb or source from which all light and form and consciousness issues. Right? So, intelligent energy, light, coming out of the Logos. Right? The action of free will upon love, first principle, second principle, giving rise to third principle. The Taoist values the source above all and is um, not worldly, not vulgar, vulgar as uh, a synonym for worldly. Vulgar people are clear within a small box, thinking that there is no box or there is no spoon. So they believe (laughs) there is a spoon and anyone who thinks there is no spoon is a psycho. Uh, Like, again, I'm referring to Matrix 1 and the the boy and and, uh, Neo. (coughs) So, ordinary folks which means what? 98% of the people here are 3D natives. Um, I, you know, we don't have to call them vulgar, but there is a vulgarity to taking nourishment from the physical only. I mean, that's when I was in New York City. That, that's everything. Everything is physical, emotional, mental, social. Everything, nothing is natural. However, however, I was very impressed and a bit in awe of the power of the great trees of Central Park. The great men, or the great green men of Central Park, Manhattan, are doing very well, very well. And I was very impressed and actually humbled by them. Uh, Standing tall in the middle of Manhattan, uh, in Central Park, many great trees with great and very healthy I don't know what these guys are doing. Somebody's doing something right, but they're very well. The um, great trees, the great green men of Central Park. Um, I was very impressed and, in fact, humbled (laughs) by seeing them standing tall, so healthy, so strong, uh, so well in that environment. But humanity, in general there, um, is seeking their nourishment... um, physical, emotional, intellectual, political, uh, social, interpersonal, uh, career, ambitional, all that. And um, a person who can't do that or doesn't like that, a person particularly who cannot do it because they don't want it, some wanderers cannot do because we at a deep level cannot sign on to. We cannot value what others value in some cases. We cannot prioritize or uh, highly value um, some of what others naturally, unconsciously highly value in some cases. And therefore, you know, Ra talked about wanderers being poor students of negativity or wanderers being poor students of 3D. 
Um, yeah, right. <laughs> Wanderers might be able to clean the house better than um, a person who's less uh, conscious, but um, to work in the matrix or in the system, uh, Wanderers' incapacity is common or ordinary or happens a lot and often happens because at some level we don't want to sign on to what they've signed on to and we also can feel a loneliness and sorrow that they don't feel because they don't the 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 atomization of of humanity in society meaning people all alone walking around like little atoms on the billiard ball table uh with headphones in their ears or you know some kind of little jack up speaker thing in their ear with a wire or staring into the cell phone or taking selfies uh, they don't know how cut off people are they don't feel it we feel it because we knew something different or better or otherwise before we came here generally often so the, the wanderer's alienation is because the wanderer often or not I mean the wanderer has it has a point of reference of having known something better, different, more comfortable, uh, you know, a love-based society where everybody's on the same page and everybody takes their nourishment from the mother, from God, from the source. Uh, everybody together is seeking the inner and the upper to go high by way of the inner together. You know, let's evolve together. And in this situation or in this world, it's generally let's accumulate um, separately, <laughs> together. And um, the contrast is very sharp. So anyway, um, for your, you can look at these chap, the, these phrases of the chapter again. But it's a, if you uh, look at the Chinese original in the second block of text, there are a couple of cute perspectives. Um, particularly in three cases, he repeats a couple of words. He says, uh, uh, I am muddle-headed, twilight, losing consciousness. I am muddle-headed, muddle-headed. <laughs> I am mental foggy, mental foggy. And a little bit later it says, So we have and then Man man in this case means uh, stuffy or melancholic. I alone am dun dun or man man and hun hun. I am uh, congested, melancholic congested. <laughs> and so, uh, and finally, before the, the second to the last um, line, you know, vertically, what uh, do? Uh, I am a different a different kind of man I'm a different kind of person in Japan the uh, term for wanderer in my books is Uchujin Uchujin is very close to this my pronunciation my tones are terrible yes yes but I am, I alone am the different type of man, the different type person. I'm another type person. And so Uchu Jin means outside person. Jin, uh, Jin, Uchu Jin, J-I-N. Gai Jin, uh, Uchu Jin. I think Uchu Jin means spaceman. <laughs> and Gai Jin for foreigner means outside person. Jin in Japanese is Ren in Chinese. So Chinese ren jin becomes Japanese jin. Um, so I alone am the different person. Uh, I alone am the outsider, the spaceman. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, in a world of uh, 3D repeaters uh, who basically are seeking down and out and living down and out and don't know that they're in a box, um, we are often incapable and inadequate or inferior to them in, in our ability to uh, accumulate and uh, adjust to the social environment, to get ahead, to make it. And um, okay, <laughs> that's that. And um, 
we just got to um, understand and then uh, make sure that our value, understand our values and our um, perspectives, particularly our values, what I think is essential uh, versus what I prefer versus what I don't prefer or what I don't care about or what I detest and cannot have. That scale of um, opinion regarding desire, uh, preference, but where it goes to need, core need, value, meaning in life, top-level desires or core needs, so-called, being associated with true personal values. You know, I, I need an honest person as friend. I cannot be a friend of someone who's not honest. I cannot have a partner who um, doesn't want to go into some level of of mutual self-discovery, something like that. Whatever the core values are, um, which are essential needs, uh, core needs, essential values, we've got to get clear. It's critical to be clear and accepting and, and refine them to make sure that uh, they really fit our soul and conscience. And then uh, we live in accord with that. Um, come what may, right? We may end up being all alone from it or have only a few friends, but they're close. They're very important, tight. And um, we simply cannot do all sorts of things that other people may find uh, easy in some cases. So chapter 21 you can click on the top. Again, I'll start with the uh, Arthur Whaley translation. Um, more about the nature of uh, the Tao and Dauda. And you'll see also in the, D in the DC Lao translation um, a different perspective on the, the same philosophy. So, okay. Arthur Whaley, chapter 21. Such the scope of the all-pervading power that it alone can act through the way. And again, power here is the, and way is Tao. Such the scope of the all-pervading the power, that it alone can act through the way, the Tao. For the way, the Tao, is a thing impalpable, incommensurable, incommensurable, impalpable, meaning you can't measure it by anything, nor can you hold it or touch it, Yet latent in it are forms, impalpable, incommensurable, commensurable, commensurable. Yet within it are entities, shadowy it is and dim. Yet within it there is a force, is nonetheless efficacious. From the old times, from the times of old till now, its charge has not departed, its power but cheers onward the many warriors. How do I know that the many warriors are so? Through this. Meaning, how do I know the Tao manifests this the this power for warriors or for uh, men of action or to support us in going forward in any way? How do I know that's the case? Because of it. <laughs> it's, it's tautological, but how do I know the Tao is the source of the duh that powers and is the virtue basis of all creation and activity by way of it. <laughs> That's the view. D.C. Lao, in, in his every movement, a man of great virtue follows the way and the way only. As a thing, the way, the Tao, is shadowy and indistinct, indistinct and shadowy. Yet within it is an image, imagos, shadowy and indistinct. Yet within it is a substance, dim and dark. Yet within it is an essence. This essence is quite genuine, and within it is something that can be tested. From the present back to antiquity, its name never deserted it. It serves as a means for inspecting the fathers of the multitude. How do I know that the fathers of the multitude are like that? By means of this. <laughs> How do I know it's the case? Because of it. 
Okay, well, that's kind of inarguable. Uh, it being the Tao issuing forth uh, as the Da, or the Tao Da, which is, again, I think, comparable to the one intelligent, the one infinite creator or intelligent infinity prior to the Logos and the Logos, right? The, in many ways, Father, Son, Holy Ghost, I think, I know some people have disagreement, I think Father, Son, Holy Ghost in the Christian Trinity, uh, correlates to Ra's understanding of the one infinite creator as Father, Son as the Logos, or the love light uh, focalizing of infinity into love light, and then the Holy Ghost or Holy Spirit as Numa, of course, pneumatic, uh, as light or breath, spirit as breath, uh, spirits, alcohol, right? Uh, breath, vapors, ether, as the etheric body, uh, six chakra, uh, intelligent energy, uh, form-making body, form-making energy field. There's something about six chakra um, that basically uh, goes beyond being one of the seven, whereby uh, it's the frequency range, each of the chakras or the rays, are, can be seen as frequency energy ranges or, or uh, ranges within the overall spectra spectrum of red to violet, one to seven. Each of the rays of the seven can be seen as uh, you know modulations of uh, intelligent energy. One just one, just another one of the seven, but not exactly only that too, because six chakra, six ray as the form maker body um, partakes of the unity of the seven as one and so by six we see the seven as one and can access the power of light intelligent energy right contact access the, the gateway to intelligent infinity is six by that gateway we can make use of the Tao the the is intelligent energy I'd say which is um, the logoic principle <laughs> that they created light and that's the form maker body because light is form or form the nature of form is light right the nature of energy is light Ross said uh, but that that um, energy the form is, is a you know manifestation of energy and energy is a manifestation of light and light is very much associated with the uh, Dauda or uh, Dauda gives rise to light and in six chakra or six ray, or six density, um, there's an awareness that that seven is one, uh, even though one's not out of the seven in six density, meaning not out of the octave. Uh, so, <laughs> um, how do I know uh, all is one? By its unity. <laughs> Something like that. Now, somebody will shoot you down and say, eh, that's tautological and circular. Fine, fine, you know. They're, Taoists are not trying to prove any points. They're not interested in um, uh, social uh, acceptance. They're really interested in speaking the truth, like Ross says, truth without proof. Uh, and when it seems paradoxical or contradictory, fine. If you if you care about it, look further. If you don't, look away. <laughs> if you don't like it, go. Or I guess you could stay and keep complaining. Not many people do that here now, but. Some people like to do that. They don't want to leave. They just want to stay and complain. Okay. Which is, you know, their right. It's also our right to leave. So, uh, the way shadowy and indistinct, um, the Tao, right? The Tao, the source of all, is prior to light. So, of course, it's shadowy. It's transconceivable. It's inconceivable. Yet, within it arises image or imagos, like uh, in my talk, um, self, colon, image, and worth, looking at the etymology of the word image, imago, as likeness, self-image as inevitably some kind of mentally conceived likeness of what I is, of, of what, our be, or what being is. It's a contraction, uh, a personalized contraction of true identity, true nature, um, the true nature identity of presence. Right? What is you? <laughs> like Ramana Maharshi, Ramana Maharishi, Maharishi said, 
what are you? Um, then you'll know. Um, you can get a sense of um, what is presence, which is true identity, which is uh, contracted into a subjective sense of me. Uh, and self-image, <laughs> self-imago, the likeness of uh, true self into the mentally conceived patterns of how I think about myself, what I like, what I don't like, dot, dot, dot. So image comes out of the void. Likewise, substance comes out of the void. Substance can actually be a term for, for intelligent energy itself. The substance of all form as light, intelligent energy as light with a capital L substance, you know, the, the Buddhist teaching is in, you know, anatta, and that's no self. It's really no self within the five skandhas, meaning, I know I, this is a little jumping around for some people who haven't heard the Buddhist uh, analysis, but uh, anatta, you know, the three marks, three characteristics of experience for the unenlightened Anicca, Anatta, Dukkha, impermanence, insubstantiality, and stress, Dukkha. The, the, the Anatta, or no self, An, Atta, An, Atman, it doesn't mean there isn't being or presence or true nature. It means that um, no such thing like that can be found in the skandhas. Meaning, even in the mentally con- in mental conception, and even in, in the light of consciousness itself, cannot be found one uh, cannot be found a true nature or an ever an unchanging identity. <laughs> I mean, this is where you got to go. You really got to go into ontology um, or epistemology, the theory of the, the nature of being, the nature of uh, theory of knowledge, or how we come to know anything in our experience of being or identity or personality, you really have to get into this philosophy to to go where lots of spiritual teaching um, originates from. You know, a lot of spiritual teaching, well, I am I herself, or everybody's God, or a spark of light, or intelligent infinity is true nature, or uh, the logos, and this and that, higher self. Uh, a lot of people use those words and don't really look in too deeply or some people who use those words, or many people who use those words, don't look into deeply what I've seen. Very few people use these words at all, or think about these higher matters, because most people, they're down and out. They're looking for, you know, they're trying to take nourishment from um, the external and the material, physical, social, intellectual. Uh, but even among those that are, that are seeking, uh, there's a lot of common usage of um, spiritual terms, particularly about self, right, capital self with a capital S, or higher self, or Atman, or true nature, um, that doesn't go so deep, you know, people who say, I am the eternal self, and other people say, I am no self, there is no self, both sides um, don't, usually don't go so deep, Uh, but you've got, and because you've really got to get into philosophy uh, to talk about that, but uh, the point is that uh, out of the inconceivable void mysterium, which appears dark like female womb, uh, out of that comes everything. And out of that also comes some mentally conceived sense of identity that is false or impermanent or insubstantial. And yet that doesn't say there is no identity in reality, in creation or the fully enlightened being is what? Wiped of any sense of being, presence, uh, true nature? No, not necessarily. So, anyway, but, but that's that's where this kind of thing goes. Um, within it is substance, within it is an image, within it is an essence, uh, or that which we can determine as essence, or a substance, and images and forms, come out of um, that which is shadowy and indistinct or inconmeasurable incommensurable incommensurable um, word that's not commonly used um, basically uh, unmeasurable and unable to be referred to something else uh, yet that essence or the 
what what comes out the the primary principles that arise. So we're talking about the Tao as the source of universal principles, and Tao the as akin to some universal principles or essential universal principles. <laughs> this is even before planets and galaxies and stars and bodies and beings and levels of evolution progressed by soul evolution. You know, uh, the 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 source of cosmic plan is the one infinite creator, intelligent infinity. It's plan, the plans itself, the plans themselves, or it the plan and its facets, the facets of the plan, is uh, very much about Tauda and intelligent, you know, energy and its way, the ways of light, like polarity and continual change. Heraclitus explaining uh, all of that very well. So. Uh, again, we're seeing the difference between the Taoist and the ordinary person, uh, between those that live the life without any regard to the source or nature of the life they're living, and those that live the life as a seeker, as spiritually minded people, uh, seeking to know more fully the basis of the life we're living, not just live the life and get stuff, or make it safe and comfortable. Um, not just wrangling with humanity in some kind of grouping or seeking to help only with no mind to the bigger picture but um, inclining our mind to the bigger picture and considering what the metaphysical interpenetrating and surrounding the physical might be and to do inner work not only outer work inner work as the basis for outer work while most people in the world they have no idea what the inner really is because they don't care. They just don't look. You know, they're they're really fine with the physical, emotional, mental, social, uh, worldly, human collective. That's about it. That's, um, you know, my friends and my family, and my work, and my home. That's it. And uh, many people are convinced and will dogmatically argue that there's nothing more to life than that. Okay, fine. Um, those people that go into a coma after death. So, from now to the ancient past, um, in all time, uh, its name never deserted it. What name? Tao? What does that mean? Its name never deserted it. Um, well, going back to Whaley, it says its charge has not departed. Its power or its um, scope of activity its area of responsibility, my charge, you know, you're under my charge, not my control, but under my area of responsibility, maybe that meaning. Uh, the flow from mysterious Tao to principles of creation, the or Tao the, um, from mystery to image and substance and essence principles, uh, that process uh, continues from the, from has continued from the beginning of creation till now. Well, this is um, Taoist philosophical cosmology, <laughs> the principle, the Taoist understanding of principles of cosmology, uh, how principles came to be, the principle, you know, the philosophy of essential principles, Ugh, very heavy stuff, and that's what Taoism is about. I mean, this, you know, most of these eighty-one chapters are very subtle philosophy and um, very few people get into it actually a lot of people have heard of Tao Te Ching um, but don't read them and certainly uh, Chinese people looking at the original are generally put off and just say well it's too difficult uh, because it's it is difficult <laughs> and it's very subtle so let's move through to chapter 22 again a relatively long chapter um, and we'll see some differences again in the translations talking particularly about the Taoren the man of the Tao the man of the way Taoren uh, the one Taojin <laughs> Doujin in Japanese it would be Doujin uh, in Chinese it would be Taoren 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 uh, the spiritually minded person <laughs> who seeks to um, remain uh, true to the mother's breast <laughs> to the milk 
of um, spiritual principles, universal truth, and uh, live in the human world from uh, a, a clear priority to the spiritual principles, with clear priority or uh, prim primacy uh, to the inner and the universal, over the human and the outer. The outer is fine. It's like I was in New York City. Yeah. The buildings are kind of nice. There's a lot of, you know, a lot of streets are clean. <laughs> uh, architecture is pretty cool. The great trees in Central Park are um, uh, respectable and uh, admirable, worthy, you know, worthy of admiration. Uh, and the food where I was eating was quite good, but I don't know what's in it. Um, and there's something a little toxic about the whole situation. Um, but the universal is nowhere to be found, or <laughs> the universal is sort of present despite people, rather than <laughs> intentionally. Meaning, um, it's it, nearly everybody seems to have the view, uh, YOLO, you only live once, you, you get what you can, or you do what you can, and this world is all, and this life is all. And that's that. And therefore, um, th therefore, morality is not critical. I mean, one of the early basis of the fundamental basis of morality is don't get in trouble for yourself. Don't hurt yourself, right? I don't want my, I don't want pain. So I don't want pain. So I want to act in ways that don't bring pain. Uh, and immorality or lack of love wisdom with others, or carelessness, or aggression, <laughs> grasping aversion, ignorance, the three poisons, and wrong speech and wrong action will hurt me too, will hurt me most. And that's not an unreasonable basis for morality, meaning I don't want to hurt myself, so I'll be decent. Okay? You know? I may not like the law, but I don't want to hurt myself, so I'll follow. Uh, now... I've found most people in New York City decent, too. But there's no sense of anything greater than the human. And um, it's, it's sort of aggressively human. <laughs> and, and there's a real problem there. So uh, the Tao Ren has a very different way of looking at life, uh, as, do any, as do all of us who have a spiritual perspective. It's just... Um, more inclusive, <laughs> expanded, and um, we believe we may know truth without proof. We don't need science, Mr. Scientist to tell us what's true, actually. So, uh, let's go to chapter 22, and this may be where I end for today. Uh, Arthur Whaley, Tao Te Ching, chapter 22. Quote, To become whole, to remain whole, be twisted. To become straight, let yourself be bent. To become full, be hollow. Be tattered, that you may be renewed. Those that have little may get more. Those that have much are but perplexed. Therefore, the sage clasps the primal unity, testing by it everything under heaven. He does not show himself... Therefore, he has seen. He is seen everywhere. He does not define himself. Therefore, he is distinct. He does not boast of what he will do. Therefore, he succeeds. He is not proud of his work, and therefore it endures. He does not contend. And for that very reason, no one under heaven can contend with him. So then we see that the ancient saying, to remain whole, be twisted, was no idle word, for true wholeness can only be achieved by return. <laughs> this is why most people stay out of this. True wholeness can only be achieved by return. Return to what? Return to source. Return to Tao. Return to the... To... Uh, uh, living in accord with our highest value being taking nourishment from the universal. 
living, putting highest value upon knowing and living in accord with universal principles. Universal principles, I mean, it can mean more than that, okay? If I'm saying it's this, it doesn't mean it's only this. It's <laughs> this is this, uh, among other things it may well be. Uh, true wholeness achieved by return, by a returned attitude, by an attitude that has adjusted to reality, the reality, as Ra said, being that the physical and the metaphysical are inseparable, that all is one, hey, hey, the law of one, that all is one means the physical, the non-physical, but first of all, there is a non-physical, <laughs> there is an immaterial, transcendental, which is immanent and very present here, meaning inseparable from the physical. All right, that's the first notion. There is an, there is a metaphysical. There is a multidimensional. There is life beyond the, the physical, and there was life before, and this life occurs within a stupendous um, tapestry, structure, superstructural framework of multidimensionality, soul evolution and cosmic plan, reincarnation, eons of time and space, eons of time, and vast swatches, <laughs> swatch the watch, uh, spaces uh, uh, of space, or vast realms of space, and vast eons of time. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Howard Storm saw that. You know? And... Um, that's the context in which we live. Uh, that Knowing that is associated with return. And of course, uh, as I said, in certain Western metaphysics, the spiritual path or spiritual path in general is called the path of return. The evolutionary arc rather than the devolutionary arc. Uh, us returning home. The path of return from root to crown. From the lower to the lower higher. Not the lower reject, not the higher rejecting the lower, but uh, consciousness expanding beyond the lower to include the higher. Not just rejecting, not rejecting the physical, but including the non-physical, uh, spiritualizing body mind, not killing body mind to get to spirit, but spiritualizing, making the three one, returning the three to the one, returning the seven to the three to the one, the seven chakras, the seven frequencies um, further integrated to a three of essential body my spirit to eventually become a one of the one body my spirit mm -hmm. or a beingness right the beingness the unification of my body spirit at the level of beingness sick density I am one all is one um, that's associated with return True wholeness can only be achieved by return. Um, few are they who are truly happy outside the way, out that outside the Tao, all famous Taoist saying. Um, few achieve happiness outside Tao, meaning without a spiritualized perspective. Without you know, aside from spiritualizing body mind, living in accord with universal principles consciously, not doing that there are going to be very few who find any kind of enduring well-being. And most people are not in well-being, uh, or a lot of people are not in well, not well, because of their values and uh, decisions, speech and action, wrong speech, wrong action, not in accord with their highest and best good, not in accord with their long-term welfare and benefit, benefit and welfare, like Buddhism would say, hurting themselves inadvertently. Um, weakening or imbalancing themselves inadvertently. That's very common, of course. So to remain whole, be twisted. Sounds kind of weird. Uh, to retain, to, to what? To uh, live in accord with the truth of unity? I mean, we're always living in that truth. Uh, but to live in accord with that truth consciously live and make choices in accord with the truth of unity what be twisted be dualized I don't think that's what's being said uh, but the Taoist perspective of um, 
don't take things to the limit. Don't go to extremes or don't get extreme, man, um, is part of the perspective here. To, uh, But particularly, if you want, it's like, uh, if you, if you want to go there, don't, don't, don't get too focused on here. Uh, if you, we'll see, but to become straight, let yourself be bent, to become full, be hollow, be tattered that you may be renewed. Those that have little may get more because of the cycles of polarity. This is sort of living in accord with uh, polarity and cyclicity, cycles of polarity, back and forth and back and forth. So if you want daytime, uh, don't be attached to nighttime. <laughs> um, if, if you want to um, rest well, then be more active. Because at a certain point, that activity will naturally... Uh, move to its counterpart polarity of fatigue and you'll go and you'll sleep well so it's like if you want more energy sleep more because eventually uh, you'll get sick and tired of sleeping and you'll be full of energy in general in general depends you know pathology is different if you want more um, and you take more and more you'll get you might get totally sick of it and so that's the notion that if you take it to the limit, you'll, bro you'll break it. Uh, and uh, those, that, those that have little may get more, and those that have a lot may be perplexed because they can't hold it. Or they find that, is that, all, is that all this is? I have so much, but I'm still not happy. And so uh, having a lot is the basis of, of having little, and having a little as the basis of having a lot. Uh, seeking from others materially little, not seeking to get from others or from the world much. One may have a lot, not materially, but spiritually. And so the sage clasps the primal unity, um, aware that all is one, aware that um, living in harmony with source and its principles is more important or a better way to live than continually grasping and seeking to get more or get to a higher level or hold down and, and retain. And so these are all very subtle principles of um, if, if you want well-being, uh, don't push hard uh, and understand that um, not having is the basis of having not seeking is the basis of deep fulfillment in certain ways and, you know, with all sorts of qualifiers. So let's go to D.C. Lao. Bowed down, then preserved. Bent, then straight. Hollow, then full. Worn, then new. A little, then benefited. A lot, then perplexed. Very nice translation here. Therefore, the sage embraces the one and is a model for the empire. He does not show himself and so is conspicuous. He does not consider himself right and so is illustrious. He does not brag and so has merit. He does not boast and so endures. It is because he does not contend that no one, no one in the empire is in a position to contend with him. The way the ancients had it, bowed down then preserved, is no empty saying. Truly, it enables one to be preserved to the end. So, a little reference there to um, the gnarly tree doesn't get cut down, um, how to live in a social collective when uh, the shit's hitting the fan or there's a lot of trouble and actually I don't know if I can find that so easily but listening to Rick Wiles at True News um, bringing something from the Old Testament Amos 5.13 Amos 5.13 who's Amos? I don't know maybe one of the prophets uh, 
I don't know everything about everything. Uh, here's a link. Uh, oh, time is running here, huh? Amos 5.13, talking about um, some real trouble at the time. I'm not prepared, sorry. Uh, trouble in Israel. Hear this, hear, O oh word, Israel. Take this lament I take up concerning you. Um, 5.13, Therefore the prudent keep quiet in such times, for the times are evil. He wrote before that, uh, I know, for I know, this was, I guess, Jehovah or God or Orion or somebody talking to somebody, for I know how many are your offenses and how great your sins, Amos 5.12. There are those who oppress the innocent, and take bribes and deprive the poor of justice in the courts sounds like today therefore the prudent keep quiet in such times for the times are evil seek good not evil that you may live uh, and so that's very seek good not evil that you may live is associated with um, bow down then preserved keeping quiet in evil times keeping careful. I mean, if if the result of speaking certain ways is to get your head cut off or to be harmed, inevitably, depends, depends. But in, in many cases, if the inevitable result of certain speech, certain action is to get your head cut off or to be imprisoned or to be, um, you know, severely punished and harmed, if that's the case, it's better, generally, to be quiet. Um, do whatever you want. Um, but the teaching here certainly is similar to Amos 5, 12, 13, 14. That uh, if you wish to be preserved, you know, uh, live to fight another day, uh, then it's important to be uh, careful. Bow down. Does that mean I, I walk like a hunchback? No. Does that mean I'm self-effacing? No. Uh, meaning self-degrading um, or something? No. And you got to personalize this and take it, try to understand the deeper meaning. This is all, um, you know, food for contemplation, philosophy for deeper reflection. Uh, but uh, very comparable to Amos 5, 12, 13, 14, uh, in a time of evil, which was very, come on, not, not so different than uh, uh, what was happening 2,500 years ago in China at the time of the writing of Tao Te Ching, and today, and the time of, uh, time of Amos. So you see, it's, uh, humanity is really a messed up group here. They just make trouble for themselves. There's so many negatives, and there's so many enablers of negativity who ultimately don't care if others are hurt if so long as they gain and benefit. They, they just don't care. They, they're not wicked. Uh, they're used by the wicked. They're the greedy used by the wicked. Uh, but, they, but there really are a number of people here who just don't seem to care much about how others are. And if I can gain um, by your loss or harm, that's okay. There are many people who are okay with that. And that's real problematic. You know, it's your problem, man. And um, in a in a world in a social complex like today, or time of Amos, or time of China twenty five hundred years ago, um, where there's so much harm occurring, and there's no justice in the courts, and uh, you know, there's a sort of rampant materialism, selfishness. Uh, if you wish to be preserved, you better be uh, careful whether that means bowing your head or whatever, I don't know. And that's a different translation of uh, to become whole, be twisted, to remain whole, be twisted. Very different. Uh, we're talking about not remaining whole, but preserving. And remaining whole actually means not having your nose or your ears cut off, actually. So there is some reference to punishments of ancient China. 
Uh, but the first um, the paragraph here, probably ending soon today, but the first paragraph of Lao's translation is really lovely. Uh, bow down or carefully uh, self-lowered, moderately, wisely self-lowered, rather than self-rising, self-raising, self-aggrandizing. Uh, bow down, <laughs> I would say somewhat, then preserved, bent, then straight, hollow, then full, worn, then new. Um, you know, I'm not a Taoist master, so I can't tell you exactly how this is. But surely, um, if one, uh, in the very normal way, seeks to be uh, perfect, like straight and full and new, I mean, that, that's the idea here. Straight is not a gender question. Straight means not bent or um, proper. Uh, he's also talking about court officials who want to keep propriety and have a whole lot invest. It's like politicians with their big smiles and their expensive suits, you know. Uh, they want to place, they're playing straight, mm -hmm. meaning uh, appearing upstanding. I'm just a servant of the people, um, you know. Meanwhile, they're doing all these back deals and they have all this strange stuff going on behind the curtain. Uh, if there's too much focus on controlled appearance, too much focus on accumulation, too much focus on always, on, on always getting better and better, people saying, every day in every way, I'm getting better and better. That's the anti-Daoist um, affirmative positive thinking approach, which is very anti-Daoist. Um, and somebody actually told me, and I won't name names, that uh, a very famous self-help guru, coach, fellow that I had talked about before, uh, in fact, in truth, in personal life alone, is not very well. And so that's, you, you can't, you, you, if you, you know, put a camera in front of your face and then expect to be happy smiling or try, you know, you smile when the cameras, you, you place, I mean, one reason people take selfies, perhaps, is they want to be happy all the time. So since they have this conditioned reaction to smile for the camera, if they put a camera in their own face repeatedly, they're going to uh, assume they maybe have some subtle level of assumption that they'll, be, they'll smile and therefore be happy, right? If the tail is wagging, the dog must be happy. So if I just pull it back and forth, the dog gets happy. If I just raise my mouth into a smile after I put the camera in my face repeatedly, I'll be happy, right? Uh, this is uh, confused and very much the anti-Taoist approach where there's a seeking to be straight and full and new all the time. Up, 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 high and clear and capable and all together all the time. That's a guarantee for repeated collapse, actually. And so um, don't take it to the limit. Uh, know when to withdraw, um, find contentment in what is, not only in greater accomplishment or achievement or acquisition. You know, I'm not, there's the Taoist approach and then there's my commentary on it and then there's your interpretation of the Taoist direct text and my commentary and your own conclusions, which should be your own. Uh, but uh, there's certainly a great value at uh, appreciating being and now rather than the doing to get more later. The sage embraces the one model for the empire, doesn't show himself, uh, and so is conspicuous. It's almost like if you define yourself rigidly, um, that definition will start to erode. If you don't define yourself or don't define yourself rigidly or don't try to control your process or don't try in a rigid way to be something, then you'll naturally flow 
um, into what comes, you know, naturally. Uh, or you'll be, you may be more well as you are now. You can appreciate now um, when the focus is no is is taken off of only then later. Um, if only when then when I have that then if only I had this or am there then I'll be well. Um, bring back you know this is a, another uh, teaching associated with uh, be here now like Ram Dass said the. Advaita Vedanta teaching of be present, mindfulness. And so, um, by showing oneself, um, one establishes this dichotomy of seen, not seen. By not showing oneself, one is. (laughs) And whether one's seen or not is sort of secondary. He doesn't consider himself right. He doesn't brag. He doesn't boast. Uh, These are useful teachings. He doesn't boast, therefore he succeeds. He's not proud. He doesn't contend. He's not struggling. Not contending. And that really means, I mean, it's almost like the, 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 the only people with whom we could contend are those who cannot actually uh, be benefited from the contending or those with whom we'll find no benefit. Uh, when we're arguing with somebody about some point, uh, that's exactly the person with whom there's going to be no benefit for the uh, for us for the arguing, for the contending. And so, it's like uh, if I reply to certain emails, I've lost. <laughs> Replying to some kind of manipulative, uh, attacking email, uh, if I simply reply, I've lost because I'm in their game. I'm playing their game. Their game is attack defense or contending or wrangling the uh, uh, thicket of views. And so once you, you know, so there's a, a Zen saying something like, um, um, to, to speak of a thing is to miss the mark, very Chinese uh, Chan. Uh, once you open your mouth, you're, you're, you're failed, meaning trying to explain reality or enlightenment in any words before you're enlightened uh, immediately fails. Uh, but this whole point of um, by not contending no one contends with us. Uh, by not struggling we don't live in struggle. Uh, seems simple enough but actually very um, important and very um, deep teaching. So next time we'll pick up at 23 and do a few more chapters. So thank you for listening. I hope it's been helpful. Uh, You can see how deep this goes. I mean, if if you really want to get into Tao Te Ching, you've got to uh, take a philosophical approach, I think. And comparative to other traditions is very important um, so that we don't remain shallow (laughs) or superficial, so we go deep. Anyway... Take good care of yourselves. See you next time, and good night.